Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Major Travis Yates, bottom of the hour. He, of course, the Tulsa PD. We talk about Uvalde. And he don't necessarily, we don't necessarily agree off the top, but I don't think he had all the information I had on Uvalde. So we talk about that. Certainly, what should be done to keep our kids safe in school? What should be done in society when police are constantly under attack? You've got in Chicago now, the police can't even foot pursue anybody. It's the strangest thing. They keep on attacking police as if that somehow is going to help. And of course, it's not. That's just kind of dumb. But we've got him on, and uh, we'll make sure we talk about all that and then some. So make sure you stick around for that. Um, we also, I guess Elmo is going to jump into the fray. Elmo is now going to tell your kids to go and get the vaccine, even though it's not really a vaccine. And there isn't any study anybody can point to that says that children should be getting this, this thing to prevent COVID. So, uh, and again, it doesn't prevent COVID, not even not for kids, not for adults, not for anybody. But we keep on saying it as if it does work. So we'll have that for you. And the nurse uh, is no longer on the job after she decided that she would pick and choose who would get a certain medication. We'll talk about that as well on a Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Yes, it is. Welcome back, Carrie. Uh, I forgot. What? I totally forgot. I told I'm you, take Tuesdays Monday. off, not Mondays. Taco. Come on. I've got my tacos, my radio. Taco. A little salsa. Polo's here. See him get it done as well. Harry loves this song. Lights right up when I play it. it. Wow. That's a strong word. We don't say hate on this show. (laughs) Well, I'm saying it about this song. Come on. Rude. Let's go. Now me and Polo, we like the hot sauce. Joe like Teresa. Because he's the boss. I should not have done this because you're rude. I should not have done that. Thank you. Did not need right, to be nice to you today. Version. What is that I don't about? hate it. Wow. It's Taco Tuesday. Let's go. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. It's Taco Tuesday on the Joe Pat Show. Uh-huh. I'm eating tacos with Paul Let's go, Polo. Paco. Appreciate you. So there are people in the chat room literally saying, I'm praying for the nice one today. What is what is that? <laughs> That's very nice. Thank you. Oh, others are saying, I only, I only oh. uh, appreciate the original one, so some didn't like that oh, no. version. Well, but we thought we'd have sucks. a little fun with that. All right. So um, I don't think Elmo was around when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I remember uh, Big Bird. I think Snuffleupagus showed up when Bird I was a kid. Ernie. Right, absolutely, Bert and Ernie, um, Oscar, Oscar the, the Grouch. Grouch. Yep. Who else? I, I guess that's about it on Sesame Street. Great show. You know, you learn the ABCs. Oh, yeah, I think you had Count Dracula. What was the guy? Was that a? Was that's a, oh, a, a the, serial? The number, there was the, there was no. the Count, right? Yes, the numbers guy. What was his name? I think the they just called him the Count, didn't oh, they? Oh, the Count. Oh, that's it. Okay. But then I'm thinking of, I'm, <laughs> I I'm thinking of Count Chocula. Okay. I guess there wasn't yeah. a Dracula or Chocula there, because Chocula, the of course, was the... That's right. No, was, the, was it the same Count on the serial as in on the that's show? That's Count Chocula. That's something different. Yeah, that is, yeah that's different. See, so and, now I want to have... Oh, yeah. Cookie Mr. Monster. Hooper. Yeah, and Mr. Hooper, who ran the general store. Mr. Hooper. Who who always said Mr. Hooper like that? Somebody always was it... Was it <laughs> Bird? They called Isn't him Mr. Hooper? Also what is Grover. What is Grover, that's right. I don't know the Grover. I don't think Grover was yes. around when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. I was a kid before you guys were a kid. Mm, so he might not have been around. Did you mention the Cookie that. Monster? 
Uh, we did mention Cookie Monster okay. a second ago, yes. Yeah, Cookie Monster was involved as well. Elmo wasn't around. Elmo became like a really big deal. I'm thinking when my sister was a kid. Probably. Maybe even later. Sam, was it when you and CJ were kids? Elmo was already around when you guys were, were around, right? Yeah, he was a big deal when I was a kid, but I don't know when he started becoming a big deal. Hmm. I think he was pretty new. I may, Maybe Monica was was before that time. Um, but yeah, My I mean, I, I never really remembers Elmo and they had the, well, Elmo the was Elmo like a big, dolls and everything. It was like a huge Christmas thing for a while. Wasn't yes, it? yes, yes, yes. I think Elmo's annoying. Can I be honest? I think he's annoying. No, Elmo's cute. He's cute. Does he, does he have the annoying, any of like the high voice, the high <laughs> Muppet know, voice? He does. You sound nothing like Elmo. Almost I sounded like just cuter. like Elmo there. I think it was right um, there. No, actually. But no. Um, uh, uh, Elmo now is being helpful. Mm-hmm. Elmo mm-hmm. is, um, oh, somebody says Elmo first appeared in, the, in 1980, so I guess Monica would have been a kid. Uh-huh. Um, he's now helping to, to make kids get the shot. <clears throat> I wish they yeah. could. they just not do that? Could they just not do that? They're, could they just teach it. us the ABCs and one, two, threes? Oh, and, yep. and, and, and can't they just have fun and look at you? Should say hello to the, the shopkeep mm-hmm. and get to know your neighbors and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and all that. That's somebody else. But <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, can't you just, can't it just be kids and innocence? I mean, they're going to have these five-year-old kids running to mom. Mom and dad, I need the shot or else I'm going to die. So fill me in. What, what do they end up doing? Elmo is actually pushing the shot, isn't he? Yeah, this is from The Blaze. Sesame Street is promoting COVID-19 vaccines to children under five after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration granted emergency authorization to use the Moderna and Pfizer shots in young children earlier this month. Elmo, the children's show's beloved three-year-old Red Muppet character, received the COVID-19 vaccine in a new public service announcement released Tuesday by Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit educational organization behind Sesame Street. In a short video, Elmo's Muppet dad, Louis, says he talked to their family pediatrician about having his son vaccinated. I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? Louis said in the PSA. I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and enjoying the things that they love. Now, the PSA directs parents of young children to go to getvaccineanswers.org if they have questions related to vaccinating their kids. It was produced in partnership with the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Okay. So Fauci was asked a week or two ago by Rand Paul, who we had on after that, who reiterated it. He was asked, can you cite a study? that shows that children six months old to five years old benefit from this, are going to the hospital less often because of the shot. And Fauci said, no, we don't have the data on that yet. And then I keep on seeing people like Joe Biden say things like, take the shot against COVID-19. The shot isn't against COVID-19. You can still get it. You can still spread it. And people who have been vaccinated still do die from COVID-19. Many would say some have died from the shot and the VAERS um, website, the database, shows that some people have died to the tune of thousands, tens of thousands have died after getting the shot. And then you can go to rens-law.com Thomas Renz website and you can go and read the actual documents from the Department of Defense that say yes, people have died from the shot. So there is nothing whatsoever, nothing Um, that suggests children benefit from this. Now, as I've said from the beginning, 
I don't know that there's anybody that benefits from the shot, according to my doctor, according to other doctors as well. But your doctor might say, because you're in a high-risk area and you've got these factors going, maybe you'll benefit from this. I'll tell you this, giving emergency usage authorization to give little kids this shot makes me crazy because we have no idea the long-term effects of these shots. We have no idea. We do know that the, the spike protein never leaves your body, that the spike proteins go all over your body, doesn't just go to the lungs to help you combat COVID. And, uh, and again, I had COVID-19 a week, week and a half ago. And with ivermectin, D3, B12C, um, and, 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 uh, and a, it's not a steroid like you would use in the gym, but a steroid for my lungs, I was able to beat it very quickly, very easily. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm 55. Um, I'm not somebody who's rail thin. I'm not running marathons. So, uh, but I'm not in some high risk factor, some high risk category. If in fact, um, you're in a high risk group, high risk arena, your doctor will tell you what would or wouldn't work for you. But the push to have cartoon characters or animated characters, or Sesame Street characters to try to convince your kids that they need to happily go take this shot is just sick. It's sick. And it's just enriching the pharmaceutical companies, and when Rand Paul asked Fauci about who is getting a royalty uh, in the federal government, whether it be FDA, whether it be CDC, whether it be NIH, Fauci would not disclose. He said, we don't, have, we don't have to disclose who's getting money, which means to me, people are getting money because of the pushing of these shots, shots that, again, only your doctor should be the one to tell you why it's necessary and make sure that she or he tells you why they think it's necessary. Because guess what? The FDA approved vaccines, the community and the spike jab from Pfizer and Moderna, respectively, aren't available. So you're still getting EUA shots. You're not getting something that's approved by the FDA. The, the names, the licensing has been approved, but they are not making those. They, well, they're, they're interchangeable. No, they're not. No, they're not. There are no warnings because you'll hear this maybe even on my show because I don't have a control over what the local stations run for the ad breaks. But you'll hear commercials. You'll see commercials for these shots. And there will not be the long litany of things that could be side effects in that commercial like you'll see for other pharmaceutical products because they're EUA, which means they're experimental, which means they're um, emergency authorization only. So they don't have any legal reason to tell you all the side effects that are possible because they are not FDA approved. So pushing these on kids absolutely makes me sick. And those of you out there who just can't wait to get your kid vaccinated or get your kid to get the shot, ask yourself why. And show me the study that says kids are not getting COVID because of the shot. Kids are safer because they're not getting the shot. Kids are not going to hospital because they're getting the shot. Show me that. And then we can talk about it. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you on the Joe Pag Show for your Tuesday. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Got a lot happening. Get to your phone calls in a second. We also have a story of a, was it a nurse? 
that no longer works there? Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Interesting story as well. Uh, again, just the medical community is really showing who they really are. I don't care if my doctor is a conservative or a liberal. I don't. As long as he or she is going to take care of whatever whatever ails me or my, my family. Um, I want us to get the best care possible. People are making decisions about double jabbing somebody to, to take blood if they say something that isn't woke enough. And now we've got this nurse story, too, that's going to make your face hurt. I'll have that for you in a second. And also, meantime, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Um, former President Trump, very active, by the way, on Truth Social today. If you're not on Truth Social, I haven't pumped this in a while. My name there is at Joe Pags at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Go there and follow me right now, at Joe Pags. People say, I can't find you. Just put in J-O-E-P-A-G-S, all one word in the search bar. I will come up. Follow me over there right now. Former President Trump, very active today with that whole lie about him reaching for the steering wheel and, and assaulting two Secret Service agents. How dumb. I mean, that's just dumb. Um, and it's being, it's being completely refuted by the Secret Service as if it's just idiotic. And it is. It was all hearsay anyway. But he had a lot to say. And I find it interesting, Carrie, because he can't go on Twitter so Twitter had him trending about what he said on Truth. Right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Yep. That's the way Let the guy back on if you want to talk about what he's talking about. It's no. so stupid. No, no, no. So, um, so we've got that for you. Uh, go to truthsocial.com. Uh, again, I want to, uh, I'm on Android. I'm on Android. I can't do it on the Android. Uh, stop. You can because on Android, you've got Chrome. Just click on Google Chrome, put in truthsocial.com on your browser, on your Android phone, and then sign up. It's free. And then follow me, Joe Pags, at Joe Pags. And, of course, the president is uh, at Real Donald J. Trump. So go and follow him as well. Let me tell you about the Proven Oxy technology from uh, these great Eden Pure air purifiers. They're amazing. The thunderstorm is called that because it smells like a thunderstorm rolled through. And it leaves this fresh, clean smell. You know, it quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold and more. Freshens your home. Gets rid of those odors like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 250,000 thunderstorms have been sold. You know it's got to work. We've got a bunch in our house. I know my kids have some. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. Nearly silent. Great for use in bedrooms. And uh, listen, we've got them all over the house. I think, I think we've got four in my house now. And the kids have some too because they really do work. And again, if you like that fresh, clean smell, after a thunderstorm rolls through, this is what it smells like every time. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, E-D-E-N-P-U-R-E-D-E-A-L-S.com, EdenPureDeals.com. Use the discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, then the number three, to save $200 right now. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, save 200 bucks in the Eden th- on the uh, EdenPure thunderstorm right now. All right, Carrie, fill us in on what this nurse did. Has to do yeah. with has to do with Viagra, right? It does. Well, full disclosure, because when I sent you the story, I had not read her whole tweet. I just got the gist of the story. So, so why is it full disclosure? Here we go. <laughs> no. What's going to happen? What's about you'll, to happen? You'll find out. Okay, uh, go ahead. From the Blaze, a registered nurse resigned after she claimed on social media she would deny Viagra to white conservatives. Uh, the tweet from the nurse was highlighted by the popular libs of TikTok account on Saturday. Quote. I prescribe meds. I can also choose not to prescribe them, read the tweet published on Wednesday. So from now on, if you are a white male who votes conservative, your penis needs to ask God for the power to rise. No more I'm sorry, Viagra. What? I'm not saying it again. You. I'm sorry? No, I'm, no, sir, I'm not saying it again. You need to, when God has to get the power to, to do what with the body? Over the questionable tweet, she doubled down. Bring it. You sent I, me this. I know I did, but it was before I read this whole thing. 
bring it, I'm allowed to prescribe based on need. She added in a second tweet, if you think God can provide, then why would I not allow for that? Conservative men rely on God to provide. I think that is a wonderful idea. Let us pray. Online sleuths were able to trace her back to a health center in Mattoon, East Central Illinois. On Monday, the Sarah Bush Lincoln Health Center confirmed the nurse had resigned. And she did she did tweet something else. I'm deeply sorry for my post on social media. I allowed my personal feelings to spill out. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. The hell were you thinking sending me that story? I and I, I didn't you, even read it. I, I saw Viagra. Did, I did not see her quote. I didn't either when I sent that to you, or I probably would not have sent that to you. Ask God to, to, to help her make something rise? Is that what she said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. On, All right. So uh, just so I understand, how, how would she know if you're, uh, I guess you can assume somebody's white, but how do you, how do you know, know if they're, they're conservative? conservative? I don't know. I don't I'd like know to write you the prescription, but are you conservative or are you liberal? <laughs> Like, what, is that, what does that mean? And, and conservative men, is that how it works? Because I have no idea. What, I only have five kids. I have no clue how this thing works. So um, you have to pray to God to make, to make, the, to make, to make things happen? I'm, leave me out of this, please. Well, how about, you send it to me. I know, and I'm just re- quoting what she said. She All wants right. them to pray. We do have you on the record saying the P word. Now. I we understand. Make a sound out of that. I do not do that. Do not do that to me. Carrie, how are you doing today? Pray to God. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can I I be using it all the time now. No. That's going to be great. No. No. Good stuff. Not. Good stuff. Mm-mm. Thanks, Carrie. Appreciate you. Let me go to uh, the phone line. It's going to be Henry in Florida. Henry, what's going on? Hi. Well, hey, Joe. Just on what you were just saying, okay? This is, I'm sorry. I'm going to add one thing. But a guy stranded on the island, a log floats up. He pushes it away, says, God will provide for me. A, a life raft comes up to the island. He pushes it away. God will provide for me. A ship comes by and sends somebody. says, no, God will provide for me. And then finally he's up there talking to the Lord. And the Lord goes, well, I gave you three chances. Why didn't you take one of them? Anyway. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Are you still there? I was, yes, no. yes, Henry. I don't think that, that joke, I've heard it before. It's not applicable. Oh, he hung up. Henry hung up. I did not hang up on him. He got embarrassed, I think, Kerry. <laughs> well, I don't laugh. understand what... Um... Well, where was it he does, going with it, it that doesn't, when we were talking there, there about? Is no, there is no correlation whatsoever between you talking about <laughs> rising the P word and and God providing logs I, and rafts and boats. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. Yeah. I, I did not get that one. I've heard I, I that joke I, before. But. Henry, we love you. Call back again. That was not a good attempt at humor. Let me go to Bob. Bob, what's going on? Hi. Hey, thanks for taking my joke. Things are good. I'm over here in this blue state, Minnesota, with our Governor Walls. But hey. I coached Special Olympics. We had big state event over the weekend out there in Stillwater, Minnesota, and I was very upset because the state had made a deal or Special Olympics or somebody. They were offering our athletes $75 gift cards to get the jab. That's ridiculous, man. That's absolutely sick. I was very, very irate and very upset. You know, they were doing the gift card thing. Uh, Bob, thank you. They were doing the gift card thing in New York City as well. And, Carrie, I think you might have had the story several months. It could be a year ago now. Where people so. were, like, going around and getting several jabs yes, just to get several hundred dollar gift, gift cards. cards. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I just it's crazy what we've allowed ourselves to be put through because of this pandemic and because of the profiteering from these pharmaceutical companies. Carrie, I think we have time. Can you read that story no, one more time? I've already closed it out. No, sir. What's rising? I forget. And I ask God remember. for what? I don't remember. Real potty mouth, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Major Travis Yates when we come back. Keep it here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He is the uh, major over at the Tulsa Police Department. Good friend of ours, Major Travis Yates. Travis, how are you? Good to see you. Joe, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, you are doing great. I agree with you. I'm doing okay. Um, so we've got a lot going on here, and, and I want to get to to a bunch of this. I want to start with something that's pretty close to where I am, about an hour and a half as the, as the crow flies from where I sit, Uvalde, Texas. We're getting a lot of information. Now, you and I have not talked beforehand, so you may be against what I'm going to say here, uh, or you may actually have some information that will enlighten me. But we've got information coming out that there were 19 cops in the hallway. They never tried the door uh, of the classroom where the guy was inside shooting kids who were on the phone with 911, shooting teachers who were on the phone with 911 or with their husbands. And uh, this guy kills 21 innocent people as 19 trained law enforcement officers wearing body armor. They claimed they weren't. They were. We, were, we watched the, the video or we saw the pictures and they never even tried the door. What, what failed there, Travis? What, what happened there and what insight can you give us? Well, one thing that I wish that all of us would stop doing immediately after these incidents. Now, we're, we're well past it, but immediately after it, almost everything we hear, Joe, is wrong. If you remember when this right. thing first happened, we were getting reports that, oh, the police stopped him out front and they let him go inside. And all this information is just wrong. It's very difficult to get any of that right kind of in the fog of war, so to speak. And as more is trickling out, uh, obviously there were things done wrong, but this is something that I that I'm very suspicious about with this narrative, Joe. And you're repeating the narrative that I've heard from a lot of law enforcement. Right? How in the world could 19 cops sit in the hallway while kids were getting shot? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm gonna te- I'm gonna say this. I've been in, in 47 states. I hit my 48th state this uh, ne- next month, training officers in front of thousands of cops in this country. Yeah. You're never going to convince me that 19 cops all together were cowards. Out of 19, you may have had two or three, four or five, 19 out of 19 in a hallway, and they all collectively said, no, we're not going to do anything. I think more than likely what you have going on, Joe, is you probably have some deficiencies in technology. You had different agencies there. No, how could they talk to each other? You had 911 calls coming in, and those calls weren't getting back to the officers at the scene. No. Uh, you had resource deficiency. It took a long time to get ballistic shields there. There was a breach. It took a long time to get breaching equipment there, where if the door was locked, I couldn't get in. I know we're being told the door was unlocked, but from DPS early on, they said they did. They used a master key to gain entry, and that's what yeah. took an hour and eighteen minutes. So yeah. there's a lot of information we don't know. There's no question we need to learn from this. We've learned from every active shooter event. My fear is, is everyone's kind of hunkered down laying blame on other people, and we won't learn from this. And, Joe, we have to learn from this. No, I, I agree with you. You and I are friends, so you're going to take this the way that I, that I intended. I know that you will. We've been friends a long time. Um, we do now know a lot of what happened in that hallway that day. We know the guy who was the boss there, Arredondo, is a piece of crap. I'm just going to say it. You might not agree. I'm going to say it because he didn't have his radio with him that day. So he couldn't get the 911 call sent back. We don't know why he didn't have the radio. He also told them this is no longer an active shooter. I know this from the reporting. I know DPS had it wrong in the beginning. Travis, they had it very wrong in the beginning. And if you go back and watch my show from day one, I knee-jerk reacted and supported every cop that was in that hallway. I supported the blue like I always do. But when the real information came out, it really bothers me. And I know that it'll bother you, too, if you get the, the actual information, too. This guy, doesn't have his, he doesn't have his radio. He tells him it's no longer an active shooter. It's a barricaded gunman. It's not. 
There are kids still on the phone with 911 being killed inside the door that they're not trying. You're right. They used a master key on a different door that was locked to find out if it was the master key. They never once grabbed that door to see if it was unlocked, which it was. They should have gone in. I agree with you. I think probably 18 of them weren't cowards, but the one guy who was in charge that they all listened to told them what to do and what not to do. And the guy died that day because a board tack guy showed up, a border tactical guy showed up, and Arredondo told him not to go in either. And he said, screw you, I'm going in. And he killed the guy. And the guy shot his hat off. That's how close he came to dying that day, saving more lives. So I'm with you. You know that I'm on your team. I'm on your side. I will knee-jerk react for the blue every single time. I'm a son of a firefighter. I believe in what you guys and gals do, and you're under attack for no reason. But the information we got later, I had to go on the air and for 10 minutes explain why I now believe what I believe. And at the end of the day, this guy, got he got sworn into the city council the next day or two days later or a week later, and now he's on permanent leave. I don't understand why it went down that day. You're right. There was no school resource officer that fought the guy outside. Uh, but there were three cops that went in immediately. They took gunfire. Two of them were injured. And then when you get 19 in the hallway, and you know that you know, the, just inside the door, there are people on the phone with 911, which they might not have known because Arredondo didn't have his, his, his radio, you got to go in. And I think that they listened yeah. to him. So I'm with you. Most of them weren't cowards. Most of them, to do it again, would go in immediately. But they were listening to the guy who was in charge, who I believe should not have been in charge. Now, if any of that doesn't coincide with what you know, I'm more than willing to hear it. But, I mean, I'm so close to it because it's right down the road that we're hearing this information. DPS screwed up big time in what they said immediately, and I'm with you. Don't give any information until you know the information is right. Joe, all that sounds reasonable. And one of the big red flags I have and why I tend to believe there's some serious issues here, I just don't have enough information, obviously not as much as you, is if I was in that hallway and they're calling me a coward, I'm on TV the next day, as you know, defending myself. Yes. So the fact that no one that I'm aware of has gone public that was in that hallway makes me tend to believe there's something going on that we don't know about Travis, within two or three days, they refuse to cooperate. Right. I mean, right, and that's so, a, you're right. I would have seen you on TV that day. I would have been on TV that day. Or we would be dead because we tried to save them. Um, right. At, at, at some point, the real information has to come out. What bothers me, and maybe you can speak to this, why is it over a month now? And I still don't know exactly what happened there. That is what is concerning to me. Uh, we must know what happened there. We have we have used errors from other active shooter events. You got to remember, Joe. I've been in this business thirty years. Yes. I remember Columbine when we waited for SWAT and we let kids die while we waited for SWAT. Right. Our training changed. Then we waited for four officers to go in as contact officers. That was too late. Then our training changed to single officer entry, which is where we are today. Right. So we have adapted our training every time we screwed up. And so if we don't learn from this to adapt our training to improve, shame on us. So uh, Joe, I think you play an important role here. We need the information, and it's journalists like you that can help us get it. Well, well Travis, well, what do you do? How could we have prevented what happened in in, um, uh, in Uvalde that day? We know that the door the door wasn't propped open like they originally said, but the teacher's door wasn't closed all the way. Should there be an alarm on the door to let somebody who should be closing it? No, you didn't close it because that door wasn't closed. That's how he gained entry. He didn't break into the door. It just wasn't latched, so he just pulled it open. And then he goes into classrooms that should have should have locked from the inside, as soon as they're safe inside, it didn't. That classroom door was unlocked, and he was able to walk in and start shooting. So, I mean, those are obvious things. What do we need to do to make sure this never happens again? Because taking away my Second Amendment right is not going to save any lives in Uvalde. That's not the case. No matter what Biden says or John Cornyn, our senator here in Texas, says, that's not going to save any lives. What do we need to do to never, ever, ever, never have this happen again? 
Well, first off, law enforcement has a vital role to play, but law enforcement's not going to get there quick enough. Yes. And so the most important role is it's really simple, Joe, and you're going to chuckle because what drives me crazy is politicians aren't saying this. The way to keep our kids safe in schools is to protect the school the way we do city halls, yes. the way we do the Capitol, the way we do airplanes, yes. the way we do everything for people we really care about, that we think is important. You're not seeing active shooters in front of mayor's offices, right. or senator's offices, or state representative's offices for a reason. We protect them with guns, with target hardening, with one entry out, one, in one exit out. That's what we do. That's what drives me crazy about these politicians screaming gun control when that's not how they're being protected. They're not being protected by gun control. They're, they're being protected by guns and target hardening. Joe, my kids, I, I spent a lot of money to send my three kids to a private school here in Tulsa. I'll tell you the school, Church on the Move, Lincoln Christian School, incredible school. And obviously the academics were great. The education was great. The Christian academics was great. But yeah. do you know why I decided to spend six figures over the course of many years to send my kids there? Because I couldn't get inside that school. And I'm a police officer. Yeah. They send you to one entry. And when you go into that entry, there's people with guns. They let you in. When you go into hallways, there's people with guns, whether it's security guards or teachers. I knew when I sent my kids there, they would be protected. If that school can do it, Every school can do it. It's that simple. And what should outrage all of us is politicians are using the death of these children to push some agenda rather than let's protect the kids in the future. I mean, when we say harden the schools, well, I don't want my kids to go to, a, to, go to a prison. Travis, when I was in, in high school, I graduated in 1984. We had the on-campus on cop. We saw his gun. We knew that he had a gun available to use if somebody were to show up and start some trouble. Instead of using resources to make sure, like you said, one entry, one exit, that's it. You can't get in unless you've got a double entry that's got some sort of a lobby in between, b between you and the kids. This guy walks into a door that wasn't even closed all the way. We're not taking it seriously. And when we say we have to harden the schools and have good guys with guns, I mean, hell, I allow teachers to have control of my kids for eight or nine hours a day. Well, then I also would trust them with a gun if they're properly trained to defend my kid's life. What's wrong with that? Why do they try to vilify people like you and me when we say, let's have the kids be as safe as the governor. Let's have the kids be as safe as members of Congress. Well, my genuine answer is, is they don't care about the kids yeah. because they know it works. They know it works. Of course though, it does. Is that's how they're protected, yeah. right? That's how they're protected. Yeah. So of course they know it works. So they wanted to keep this issue continuing so it's it's a political issue. See, the, the role of most politicians, Joe, the role of most politicians is to not solve problems so they can keep talking about problems and get reelected. Yes. Well, I'm a little tired of them not solving this problem. So as parents, you as parents, you do what I did the last decade. Go up to your kid's school. Try to get in. Test it out. And when, it's, when, when they fail, you take it up at the school. So if the politicians aren't going to do it, the school administrators aren't going to do it, the parents need to take charge. And I'm proud to say that I've never was able to get into my kid's school. And, uh, and so uh, if they can do it and they're a small school, any school can do it. Yeah, and I think there are a lot of questions that people should be asking when they take their kids to the schools. TravisYates.com. Is it .com or .org? .org. Yeah, okay. .org. .org. Go to his website. It's a great website. He is a, a one of the most 
uh, intelligent, knowledgeable law enforcement officers you're ever going to come by. He really knows how it works. And the vilification of, of law enforcement officers over the past four or five years, he's out in front making sure you understand that this is wrong. In, in fact, to that point, let's go to Chicago where Lori Lightfoot continues her assault on police officers. And then as the crime rises in places like New York and Chicago and, and, Pens- and uh, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia and San Francisco, they always blame the cop. Well, why aren't the cops doing more? Because you keep on attacking them. Is it true there's no a policy you can't even on foot pursue somebody who committed a crime? Is that true? Yeah, most crimes, especially minor crimes, they are now banning foot pursuits. Uh, it came on the heels of a couple of officer-involved shootings when people ran from police and had guns and threatened police and they had to shoot. So instead of talking about criminals' behavior, they handcuff the officers in Chicago. And what is ridiculous about what's going on in Chicago, and it's a microcosm of everywhere else, Joe, this is the quote from the police chief, who I really like when the guy was in Dallas. He's obviously not running a police department in Chicago. It's, you know, who knows who's running it, but it can't be this guy. He said, we had to do this policy to help build trust in the community. Now, I want your audience to know this, Joe, and I count your audience a little bit smarter than most, a lot smarter (laughs) than most. When you hear the word trust in a sentence about law enforcement, that should be a red flag that you're never going to go on vacation in that city because crime's going to be so high. First off, it's a vague metric. What does it even mean? By the way, the overall trust in law enforcement, according to Gallup, is around 81% right now. The politicians, the media, yeah, it's not that good. No, it's nowhere near that. But but Travis, i got to ask you, if I'm a cop, I don't want to build trust with the guy I'm pursuing because he just committed a crime. I don't care if the criminal trusts me or not. I want him to trust that I'm going to arrest him and throw him in jail, and he's going to do his time for for whatever the hell he did. Why would we want to build trust in a city with the criminals where 47 people last weekend were shot in Chicago? 47 were shot, and nobody says a word about it. I mean, honestly, we're making police even more weak or watered down in that city instead of bolstering the cops in the presence and saying, maybe this is the better question. Isn't somebody who does petty crime eventually working their way up to doing something major? And don't we want to catch them early on? The way to build trust in your community is to catch criminals and let people feel safe. So... It's, it's ludicrous, and they, they've been dismantling law enforcement on this vague trust issue. Yeah. Law enforcement has one job, Joe, reduce crime, make people feel safe, let kids go out and play without getting shot. That's their job. And if a few people don't like that job, well, I'm not too concerned about that, right? I mean, so it's ridiculous. Whenever you get politicians that are, that are not equating law enforcement with crime reduction and all these other nefarious issues, it's a huge problem. Chicago is the centerpiece of that problem. I feel horrible for those officers. I feel horrible for those citizens because as typical leadership and politicians are ruining what was, what was once a great, great city. Major Travis Yates, uh, Tulsa Police Department. Go to TravisYates.org. That's his website, TravisYates.org. Just how, how it sounds, Travis Yates. Um, I, I've got I've to ask you, and I've only got a minute or so left, but the whole push by these DAs that are being put in place by Soros to not uh, to not prosecute crime. This handcuffs police officers. Police officers are retiring early. They're leaving. They're starting new industries, new businesses, getting the hell out. But now, with the midterms coming up, and now with a lot of these governor's races coming up, and now with people being recalled in places like San Francisco, for God's sakes, getting rid of the Soros-based you know, based DA there, people are waking up, aren't they? So Democrat cities have suffered the most because of these Soros DAs, because of these these handcuffing of police officers. We're now seeing a sea change, aren't we? I mean, are police officers starting to feel like, hey, maybe the, the residents have had enough of this crime. Maybe we can do what our jobs are again. Well, I think 
the people are waking up, but unfortunately there's been a lot of tragedy that's had to occur for them to wake up. So yeah. I'm glad to see that. As far as the profession goes, uh, I think you're, I don't think we've gotten to the point to where anyone in this profession is going to forget what was done to them. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't really, you know, a lot of mayors are throwing money at law enforcement because they got a huge recruiting problem, a huge retention problems so with throwing money at them and giving them all these benefits. And most of the cops I'm talking to are going to take their money, but they will never trust these leaders again because right. they threw them under the bus for one incident that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and riots across the world occurred, and everybody in the profession was blamed for that. And you cannot make a profession impossible, make a job impossible, and expect anyone to really do that job enthusiastically or for long term. So there's a huge problem. And uh, They've stopped asking me what I would do because the last politician that asked me what to do, I said, oh, it's simple. You publicly blasted this profession to the world and in, in the public, so you need to publicly apologize for what you did. They didn't tend to like that answer yeah, very well, do so I don't think we're going to get that. So uh, I love this profession. I care about it. We all have kids, and we're worried about future generations, but we're going to need strong leaders, Joe, courageous leaders to stand up against this nonsense, and we're going to lose our communities forever. I'm with you, and I think that places like New York and L.A. and Chicago and San Francisco, the ones that we keep mentioning, the residents there don't want a lack of safety. No matter right. what their thoughts are on, on abortion or immigration or fill-in-the-blank political thing, they want safety and security for themselves and their kids, and that usually is what changes things when it comes time to go vote. And I hope that's going to be happening this time, because if you get the right DAs in place, the right mayors in place, the right governors in place, police will get that support. They don't need the apology, because a new person right. coming in is going to say, I support you from day one. Travis, I appreciate what you do. I'm glad we could break down Uvalde. I know that you you, you, you had different information than I did, and I'm glad right. we were able to put it out there for the public to hear and see, because your reaction to how we never see this happen again is exactly what we need to hear every single day. Thanks a million, right. my brother. Joe, thank you so much for what you do, and I always thank you for your support. All right, my man. Go, go to TravisHates.org. That's his website, and we're back right after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Always nice to have uh, Major Yates on, Major Travis Yates. Go to TravisYates.org. That's his website. Let's see his pop culture. Bip. Dirty pop. All right, brother, let's break some more news. What do you have? So this morning, uh, Blink-182 drummer uh, Travis Barker, uh, who's also married to Kourtney Kardashian, uh, went to the hospital because I guess he was feeling sick or, you know, whatever. And then TMZ is reporting that it's gotten worse because, I mean, they don't know what it is, but he's sending out, you know, tweets saying, God save me. You know, his daughter saying, please pray for my dad. So who knows what's going on? We hope he's okay. That's that's very odd. All right. Uh, Polo, appreciate you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night. This is the Joe Pegg Show.